2: Welcome to our jungle. We've got fun and games. We've got everything you want in this Chiefs Kingdom where we play. My name is Matt Connor. Uh, I'm trying out a different musical intro spoken every time now. We tried Bismarck. Now we'll go Guns and Roses. Chiefs are nothing, not guns or roses. It's more like. Dead flowers, and I don't know what's going on. We got to clean up after a major mess of the game. Sterling, have you rebounded from the emotional toll that Sunday has taken on on all of us? What's how you I feeling?
0: mean, you really had to show patience. Uh, were they hanging out with Mr. Brownstone the night before? <laughs> There's you no know, paradise
2: city here, man. We, we all thought it,
0: we all thought it was going to be it's so easy and it wasn't it, it wasn't easy it was not what we expected
2: i and mean they did their illusion that's for sure <laughs> and to sometimes fool us all.
0: we had to use your illusion too even you know Dude. and maybe it was a spaghetti incident i don't know
2: but i'm ready to slash something i don't know about you there you go
0: <laughs> this was if you've ever thought what the difference is between tuesdays and thursday shows this there first 30 seconds literally there you go
2: there it is Richard hates us, by the way, I think. I think he much prefers the other show.
0: I I was so dumbfounded. I was so confused by the game. I do want to give the Colts some credit now after looking back on it. We'll get to that, obviously, a little later on. The Colts aren't a great team, but they made some plays late in the game when it mattered most. But everything went awry for Kansas City. Anything bad that could happen did happen. I don't take a lot away from the game. It's not like I'm using a lot of this as – a building block saying, you know, know, the chargers kept using the building block method against the chiefs when they lost week two, it was, well, look at this. We beat them there. That, that I understand that. I don't want to do this for Kansas city in this aspect, but at the same time, I don't expect sky Moore to bobble two punts. I don't expect Chris Jones to have another stupid penalty. Harrison Bucker's worth seven points in that game. I don't expect Mahomes to be as bad as he was. I don't expect Travis Kelsey to drop a wide open touchdown pass again. So all things being considered, it was a bad game. The Chiefs do this once to one to two times a year. It was bad in all fa- in all facets besides the defense, which looks legit. Orlando Brown Jr. was a human turnstile. I just don't take a lot away from that game because you know what? It was just a shitty game played by the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I
2: you know, I agree with you. I'll, I'll say this point and then I know, you know, we want to highlight our sponsor, obviously, but I'll just say this. Do you remember how you felt after the early game against the Chargers last year? The, remember this? Remember the Chiefs like coughed up a turnover and then they coughed up another turnover and they coughed up. It was like three straight turnovers on the opening three drives. And at that point, you're just almost having to laugh going, uh. I mean, not only are they going to lose, but like we gave them the game. This is like, it, it was such a comedy of errors that you thought you couldn't even repeat this bad of a performance if you wanted to. And I almost feel that way after this game. Like, I mean, that sucked. That was a total mess, but they couldn't do this again against the Colts if they wanted to. I mean, Dave Tobe could hire all of his own children to run the chief special teams, we're all of Philip River's children or, or Crow children, you know, <laughs> Rivers, Cromartie. maybe that would be enough to feel the whole team. So yeah, I, I, I'm kind of okay after and can acknowledge it was, it was horrible. What's not horrible. However,
0: it's Casey beer, Casey beer we love them as a sponsor. And the reason why the beer is fucking amazing. If you have not tried Casey beer what are you doing? Come on come to kansas city head down there
2: it's legitimately wonderful
0: i i was actually down there today to pick up some more beer i got some fest beer got a got some Dunkel, some Winterbach, which i've not yet tried uh so casey birko we don't just read the ad because they pay us it's because it's really good too we truly believe in the product the the actual venue is outstanding the the brats are amazing the potato salad's very very good they've use the same, or they make the beer with the purity laws of 1516, which come on, they knew what they were doing in 1516. They exactly. made good beer then, they make good beer now. So I'm telling you, Casey Beerco, it is that good.
2: Folks, I, just to let you know behind the scenes, if you're a long-time listener, some of the people in the chat are already pointing out how good Sterling's hair looks. And what you don't know is that Sterling's hair product is also made according to the German purity laws of 1516. So I just want to throw that out there. It's such a natural, organic connection that Sterling shares with KC Beer. uh, That is that you know I I just can't believe he hadn't shared that before. But uh, yeah, so let's roll in. We got a lot to talk about. Our whole title today is cleaning up after a messy game, which means we got to get to the mess to get to the good stuff. But Sterling, I I wanted to start here. I want to talk Mahomes. Like I want to talk Mahomes specific content here in a second but i want to start with with something a little bit different and i want to know like coming off of a game like that what's your biggest like non-mahomes concern about this chiefs roster or coaching staff or or organization anything like through 3 weeks of this season
0: or Leonard brown junior in the offensive line this okay. offensive line is way too talented there's too much money draft picks sunk into it for them to be performing this poorly if you asked i don't know Every team in the NFL, would you take this offensive line? 27? Teams would say, yeah, 28. I mean, on paper, this is a what? very good offensive line. Yeah. And they have not performed the way they should. Creed Humphrey's not been as good as he was last year. I'm not worried about Creed Humphrey. Trey Smith got, frankly, he had a bad game against DeForest Buckner. A lot of players will have a bad game against Forrest Buckner. Joe Tooney's been been Joe Tooney. He's been very very solid. Andrew Wiley's been what we expected—a serviceable right tackle, not spectacular. He's going to get beat his his fair share. But Orlando Brown Jr. is the the one guy you point to and say this guy's brutal. He was on his back like a turtle multiple times in that game. I understand the the one play that's going viral. He tripped over. I think it was Noah Gray. They got tangled up early. But that was just a microcosm of what was going on with him. He was getting beat the entire game by Ngakwe. Yeah. The entire game Ngakwe, who had a fine year last year. I think he had 10 sacks last year. But the yeah. years prior, nothing to write home about. Besides last year, before that, he had been good since I think 2017. I mean, you got beat by a guy who's a fine edge rusher, and he made you—you you made him look like he was a prime, you know, TJ Watt. It, it was a poor performance for a guy who bet on himself. Some guys bet on themselves, and it works out. Aaron Judge, yeah, congratulations, good job. Uh, Lamar Jackson betting on himself so far looks like a damn good bet for Lamar Jackson. Orlando Brown Jr. He's probably kicking himself he did not take that contract. And frankly, Kansas City has to be saying, you know what? I'm glad he didn't accept that contract because he's not looking like the guy we would be paying for. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you on these parts, but let me offer up something. I, th- I, think, I don't think a lot of people are talking about this, and I think um, they should be talking about it, and I want to get your opinion on it as a bit of a pushback, right? If you look at the injury report, Blake Bell is out. So already like your best blocking help is not remotely available on the injury report. Trey Smith has been dealing with an ankle injury for weeks, right? On the injury report, Orlando Brown Jr. who You just talked about is also on the injury report um, with a, what with a knee injury. Now all these guys are full participants at practice, so they're going to go, they're going to play. They're good enough to get in the lineup. But what you're talking about are two guys dealing with like nagging injuries that that limit their footwork and their ability to to move and be athletic up front for the Chiefs. And you're also missing your best blocking help. And that's not to mention right tackle as already the worst position. And Andrew Wiley even went kind of in and out with an injury on Sunday. So I guess I wonder all of this overwhelming criticism of an offensive line that says you're not living up to it, they're overpaid, overhyped, over or the coaches aren't doing blah, 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 blah. Is it possible that behind the scenes we're dealing with injuries that are affecting performance far more and we're missing Blake Bell a lot more and that the drop-off there is just steeper than any of us really realize? Sure. And that's 100%
0: fair, but it's the NFL. You, you every team's banged up every team has injuries sure. Sure. you know I, no one's going to all of a sudden say you know Trent Williams is going to be out for multiple weeks for the Niners right no defense is the going oh i wish we would have beat them if Trent Trent Williams played though it doesn't matter like you have to have the next man up mentality now it's the quarterback if it's a superstar obviously that's a slightly different situation but it always comes down to next man up i think the offensive line figures it out they are much too talented. I think Orlando Brown Jr. is way better than he's shown so far, at least his first three games was better last year. It, it's just frustrating to see because it, it comes down to the receivers aren't getting enough time to run their routes. So Mahomes is scrambling from the get-go. So we have no idea if the receivers are an issue or not when it comes to getting separation because there's not enough time given to Mahomes from the offensive line. When you see Clyde Edwards-Alaire run seven times for zero yards, you go, is that on Clyde? Sure, some of that could be on him. But then you yeah. look around at Isaiah Pacheco running, the what, three times for nine yards, uh, McKinnon seven times for 20. Yeah, no one was getting the separation there. And you can even make the case that Ngakwe, DeForest Buckner, the Colts front four, it's a solid unit, right? Yes. Well, sure, but you're supposed to beat solid units. That's what this offensive line is built for. You're going to go up against solid units year or game in and game out. You're in the AFC West. The front fours in most of the AFC West: the Chargers, when healthy, the Raiders, maybe not the Broncos, but maybe the Broncos too. Uh, they might all be better than the Colts front four, right? I, it's not just because you go up against tough players, then it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. We can have an off game. It's okay if they get beat. No, no, no. You're brought in to perform against the elite players. Orlando Brown Jr. If you want to get paid like an elite left tackle, you have to perform against elite left or against elite edge rushers, not against above average ones in Ngakwe.
2: Yeah. I- I, I don't disagree with you. I, th- I think you're right on. I think this line – I'm a little surprised that – I'm a little surprised that the stars of this line aren't, like, pulling it forward. Like, we're not, like – we're not talking about Creed and Tooney sort of willing the run game in, in some respects or something. You're, I think what we're really seeing here is that the sum of its parts um, really come, like, come into play here. That it's not just, like, one piece at a time, but it really is about all five – and when it's not working well, the whole thing can't work well, no matter what individual components you have there.
0: And I, and I will say, going back to this, is it some coaching? Sure. Is it some offensive line play that makes the coaches feel like they have to make them have to do more creative plays because they can't get that one yard? Could be could be that as well. I mean, if the, if the coaching staff does not trust this offensive line to get one to two yards, that can be telling as well. Because we've seen that multiple times and I don't know why they just don't give it to to Burton because every time you give it to Burton, it works out in these one yard situations. Maybe the coaching staff overthinks it, but they've not put the offensive line or the run game in the best position to uh, succeed. Sometimes in my opinion, the second and 10 runs, they're so vanilla. They're so obvious. Of course you're getting stuffed. Like that's what frustrates me. It's, I think they could be better on the ground, but the coaching has not put them in the right position. They only run the ball, what, 15, 20 times a game, but it feels like 75, 85% of the time, you know when they're running the ball.
2: Yeah.
0: It's like you gotta catch them off guard. These second and 10 runs are are everyone knows it's coming. Don't you think DeForest Buckner and the Colts know it's coming as well?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I will stay, I will stay bullish. On what I think is a better Colts line, like we talked in the post game, I know a lot, I know a lot of the other like co-hosts on the Airhead Act podcast disagree in terms of like quality of the Colts team. I think the Colts field a good team. I think they field a team with not a lot of weaknesses, and I think they're pretty deep at some key spots. And I like their defensive line. I've always liked it. I, I know they had some real rough. I know they had some real rough going. But I mean, let's be honest. The Jacksonville Jaguars are looking a little bit better than what people thought you know, early on, I think like, we don't know what teams are going to look like until we get a, a better overall view. And, and yeah, so, you know, we shall see. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit more about the coaching and, and maybe this will bring us into Mahomes just a bit, but, but I guess my primary, my primary concern non Mahomes related was actually kind of Mahomes related, but, but like the Eric B enemy, the sideline, the sideline gaff there or the, or the, You know, the debate. And then after, afterward, Andy Reid ends up sort of describing the play calling. And he said, well, it's a mix of me and Matt Nagy and Eric Bienamy and Joe Blymeyer. And I mean, you know, and I'm, and I'm just like, I'm almost reading that or listening to that and just thinking, I don't want that many chefs in the kitchen. I don't care if they've all won Iron Chef or I don't care if it's Gordon Ramsay and Emeril and whoever else. Like, I, like, in a way, isn't, is this a cloudy picture that doesn't need to be? Yes.
0: That's a great way to put it. It's a cloudy picture and it does not need to be that way. This team is too talented. Don't overthink it. We see teams want to always be maybe they, they want to show how smart they are. These are, I mean, Andy Reid, B enemy, you know, Nagy, these are all great, great player or great coaches. They know what they're doing, but sometimes don't overthink it. You have Travis Kelsey. You have Mahomes. Yeah. Use them. Use them. Don't run these, no need to run hungry pig, whatever it is, in the in the red zone nonstop. Throw it to, to Kelsey. I know he dropped that one. I get it. But, like, how often is that going to happen? Let your receivers go but make plays. I saw somewhere in the chat, it was great, the Colts receivers came down with tough balls because Matt Ryan trusted them on those 50-50 balls. Mahomes a lot of times doesn't. Trust them. Yeah. You brought in a six-four guy in MVS. Use him. I I don't understand this. And that was a good storyline. The Colts receivers came up big late. Chiefs receivers didn't. Watson dropped two balls or tough contested catches that didn't go his way. Kelsey dropped one. Hardman, uh, obviously the heel was bothering him. But that does come into play. Jelani Woods, the rookie for the Colts, made a great catch in the end zone with a touchdown. Alec Pierce made big-time plays. Michael Pittman, big-time plays. I I, I don't know. I'm just – I do think sometimes – the Chiefs make it harder on themselves than it needs to be. You have the talent. Use the talent.
2: We have a super chat from Flabby City. Thanks so much, by the way. And and uh, brings up a good point, although I think he brings up a good point, even though he's going to say, I'm, I'm over it. He says, I'm over the whole, if we had Tyreek Hill, we would have won that game. Now, even if we had Hill, we would have lost that game. And I actually think it's a good point, except I would – I think, uh, like I'm not over Tyreek Hill. I like, I'm not, I'm not over. I mean, the trade is done. And I think, you know, the, I think the chiefs did well to get the value that they did, but I think there's some real concern because we've seen Mahomes overthrow guys deep now, like not just last game. It was happening in the first two games as well. He's overthrown Hardman. He's overthrown MBS Juju, right. at time. I mean, we like, we've had these moments in every game where he's tried to go downhill and the timing's not quite there. Um, like our, Yeah. What would you say to that? Like, are you, do you think that's been a real difference this year? Like downfield chemistry, the, the, uh, do you think that timing's an issue? Is that not really a thing?
0: I I think it is a thing. And I think we've, we've, we've seen it throughout the NFL. I mean, the green Bay Packers offense has struggled that Devontae Adams, Uh, We've seen the Titans often struggle without A.J. Brown. And then you look at outside of Devontae Adams to the Raiders because, you know, it's the Raiders. They're going to do what they're going to do. You look at teams that brought in elite wide receivers and they've shown some progression. I mean, you see A.J. Brown with the Eagles and that's made a massive difference for Jalen Hurts. It's also yeah. helped out with Devontae Smith, you know, opening it up for them in Dallas Goddard. It's been a good offensive there for the Eagles. Uh, you, you look at Tyree Kill down in Miami, obviously last game wasn't great for him, but they still came away with a victory. Uh, he's had, you know, the first two games are very, very solid for, for Miami. I, I'm not saying that having a wide receiver one is going to be the difference maker for for the Chiefs, whether they did last year going into the Super Bowl or not. I think they're going to be fine without Tyree Kill. When they got back value-wise, made sense. But I do think we're going to see some growing pains and maybe we're seeing them earlier on and we weren't expecting this much growing pains when it comes to him being on the same page with Juju, with MVS. Who MVS and him seem not on the same page at all, even on that deep route, right? That, yeah. that was a complete overthrow. Uh, we've continuously seen McCole Hardman and Mahomes not being the same page. Justin Watson and him seem to be, honestly, I, I'm surprised we're not seeing more Justin Watson. Uh, and eventually we will probably see some Sky more, but early on, We have seen a little bit of disconnect between Mahomes and the newer wide receiving core.
2: I think so. Even, even last game, MBS was targeted seven times. I think it was against the chargers in week two, he caught two of those passes. I mean, you're having some real disconnected times and of course that was a short week, tough game. It's, it's new. It's hard to even install. Um, a full game plan and those kind of things, but but um, but yeah, you know I, I think there are some chemistry issues. I think there are, I think there are some real things here. Um, hey, folks! By the way, if you enjoy us, or you enjoy all the other hosts as a part of this, or if you're like I don't like the host but I like the other commenters, or if you're like I like Casey Beer and I'm drunk enough to like everything on this thing, maybe you just like Richard because we love Richard. Uh, by the way, we just want to invite you. We have a brand new membership. Tier as of today called the Ring of Honor. Now, look. Uh, in case you don't even know already, if you're addicts like us and you're looking for a lively community of other members of Chiefs Kingdom, just want to invite you to consider becoming a member of the Arrowhead Addict family today. We have three different tiers of membership. All the information is at arrowheadaddict.com/slash-memberships. But just know the new tier, the Ring of Honor tier, at nine ninety nine. Uh, includes a Arrowhead addict t-shirt includes all of course all the full discord channel with access to chiefs chat with with us with with Patrick Allen Adam Best Matt Verderam. it also includes early access to our film fridays as well as some bonus video content all again all the full details can be found arrowheadaddict.com/memberships uh, to get information on all three tiers there from rookie camp to starting 11 to the Ring of Honor. I uh, encourage you to go there check it out. The discussion in the Discord, by the way, lately, has been robust. Like, it's very entertaining. Um, and so, appreciate that. Sterling, uh, what were you going to say?
0: I'll give one quick shout-out to Ready Whip. I'm seeing him a lot in the chat. Appreciate you. He said, if anything, Juju should get more targets. He's been solid. I'm with you. Juju has been about the only wide receiver who has... Uh, stepped up. I think Vertoram came out and said that he was predicted to go over 1,000 yards this year, which if you would have watched the first three games, you'd be shocked probably that he's supposed to go over 1,000 yards. That extra game probably, uh, probably helps him a little yeah. bit there. But still, I mean, Juju's been solid, but everyone else behind him, it, it's been a little bit of a struggle. I know everyone wants Mahomes to do what he does, and the offense is not built for checkdowns and throwing the ball short. But Juju is an intermediate route guy, and we saw the yak ability he possesses on that one, what was it, 53-yard uh, uh, reception he had, right? That was a lot of a lot of yak after it, a lot of yards after catch. So, you know, I'm okay if the Chiefs decide that, you know what, let's go the intermediate route. If we need to give the ball and swing pass to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, if that keeps the chains moving, if that keeps the offense on the field, I, I'm okay with that. Uh, if he's going to be off going to MVS deep, then I would rather have the eight-yard swing pass out to Clyde edwards Alaire, who's been very effective receiving the ball this year, but yet it feels like only four times a game he gets targeted and he comes down all four catches. Just, again, I think sometimes, and I I feel bad keep going back to this, but the offense and the coaching staff has been overthinking some of the aspects in games.
2: Yeah, this segues well in in kind of what I want to dive into here because I, so, you know, if you watch the game, you know what happened. There was a slight sort of, debate, argument, scuffle whatever, right? On the sideline we had Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes before halftime clearly sort of ups- like Mahomes was clearly upset. After the game, of course, they clarified their comments. Mahomes and Reid both said, you know, hey, it's it's we're competitive. I want to go for it every time. The coaches wanted to to kind of take a safer route and you know, they got the ball back at halftime and and I understand both sides of that. Like either pressing before half to get anything you can or playing it safe because who knows what a turnover can do, et cetera, et cetera. But uh then after the game, and this is what I want to bring up. Andy Reid begins to describe these guys, right? So about Patrick Mahomes, you know, he says, you know, hey, enemy's a guy who blah, 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 blah. And then he says, you know, hey, Patrick Mahomes, look, this is a guy that wants to this is a guy that wants to rip your heart out every time. And so then he goes on to say, you know, you gotta like you got to like keep that in check with everyone else. And and that's what makes a team a team blah, blah. Like he goes into coach speak at that point. But when I, when I heard that quote, I thought, and I even tweeted this out today where Andy says, Hey, Patrick's the kind of guy who wants to rip your heart out. And then I said, let him like, like my response to my response to reading that my honest response to reading that is let him do it. And, and so we began to have a chat today in our, in our airhead attic in our Slack channel with our contributors, because some of our guys were like, "Yo, if you let Mahomes do whatever he wants, what you end up with is like the AFC championship game before halftime where they went for it on fourth down at the goal line. Tyreek didn't catch the pat or didn't, you know, didn't get the touchdown and suddenly you're left with nothing because that's what like hyper aggressive, overly confident, you know, we got this super swagger gets you. And I thought, I will take that miscue and others like it every time. If it gets me like a full time, Mahomes gets to go to the line, look at it and go, I'm taking whatever shot I want to take. I don't, I don't care what the play call was. I'm changing it here. Or Hey, if I have, I love Mahomes thinking if I have any time on the clock, I'm going for the fucking points. That's what I'm Mm -hmm. doing. I love that. So that spat on the sideline. I like, I want to see Reed look at, I want to see Reed look at the enemy and go, let him. let him. Yeah. I mean like, like, why don't we let him every single time? He's what got us here in the first place.
0: First off, Sarin Petro from Sports Radio 10 always says a, says this the best. You can't get sideways with your franchise quarterback. It's yeah. the way the NFL's at right now. The franchise quarterback is the most important position by a wide margin. Don't have what's going on in Green Bay for a few years. Don't have what was going on around the NFL. You know, even in New England for an extent, Look, what don't you wish they probably had Tom Brady still there? You can't get sideways with your with your franchise quarterback. Mahomes is too valuable. Let Mahomes be Mahomes. We know how talented he is. We know how good he is. You're correct. He is the reason the Chiefs are where they are at. We saw what a good quarterback gets them with Alex Smith. That's a good quarterback, right? When you have an elite quarterback, that's the difference in games. I, I like that. You know, Mahomes shows the passion. I love that. I don't necessarily have a massive ish- issue. With Eric Bieniemy, and part of me is almost saying, I wonder if Bieniemy did something like that, J- Call the run just to see how Mahomes would react. Saying, you know what, wake the fuck up, wake <laughs> up. I-, I wonder if there was any bit of that going on right there. I'd be intrigued to know. I know we'll never find that out, you know, fully, but I, I think there could be a little bit of. Uh, Come on, we got to wake Mahomes up. You're struggling. Let's prove a point to him. But I love the Mo- the Mahomes point of if there is any time left on the clock, I'm going to go down swinging. Thirteen seconds. 13 seconds doesn't happen with many quarterbacks. If any in the NFL, that's a Mahomes type situation. 13 seconds.
2: Should he be allowed to like have that rip your heart out mentality all the time? Is that healthy? Because some people have questioned, like, look, Mahomes isn't taking what defenses are giving him. He's trying too hard. He's forcing things at time. Like, like, uh, you know, and then people will like, you know, create, create video highlights on, you know, and like send them out on Twitter. Like, look, here's Clyde open on a wheel route and instead he forced it over to the left. Like I like I guess I just wonder, are you worried about that? Would you be worried about that? Do you think there needs to be – no, 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 the Chiefs have it right with a, a balanced approach in, in any of that way or no?
0: I just think it depends game to game what's working, what's not. Obviously, running the ball with with the running backs last game wasn't working. Uh, nothing, frankly, was working for the Kansas City Chiefs last game, so that's yeah. a, a little, little tough one. And I do think it's going to take time. I think as the receivers get more comfortable with Mahomes, we'll see more of the typical – Mahomesian type play Uh, when the offensive line shores up we'll see more of Mahomes with time being able to not get frustrated I think I think he's getting frustrated back there I don't don't blame him Uh, we've seen Mahomes stay uh, go up in the pocket more he's not taking as long of, of of those what seven step drops that he was doing he's not putting Orlando Brown Jr. on a complete island it just comes down to, can this offensive line block for him? Can the receivers get open? I have no qualms. I have no issues uh, with Mahomes doing what he does best, which, you know, because he plays, sometimes you, you look at a play, you, you're going, no, 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 no. And then, oh, shit, yeah. Like, that's what makes Mahomes so special. So, I don't know. I, I don't want to sit here and tell you that the Chiefs should never run the, the ball again. I think they need to be more, uh, more specific in how they run don't be so obvious when you're running on second and ten yeah do, do a little of that and, and Andy Reid's clock management skills they're still there they're still there
2: <laughs> it's it's amazing how that still plagues him even though he's like clearly a hell, like a, a Hall of Fame coach and a, a creative you know genius and, and and coaching legend he just still has these like clear issues well, oh, by the way I want to say just thanks so much we got a few brand new members here. You know, Evan, uh, Gabrielson, Flapjack City, Team OMB, all upgrading to the Ring of Honor. Uh, Love it. Uh, Love to see that and excited to provide extra content uh, to you guys and everyone else who's signing up there. I think it's just going to be a great new tier. Hey, uh, Sterling, let's take this in this direction because Chiefs like just now, while we've been broadcasting, made one move that everyone wanted them to make, which was we got to get rid of the we got to get rid of a kicker and sign a new kicker right so you know they they signed uh Matthew Wright former kicker for the Jacksonville Jaguars uh reportedly while we've been in broadcast Matt Amendola was already gone so we knew that something was going on there but let me ask you this are there any other like obvious moves and when i say moves it doesn't have to be like i would trade for Joe Montana i mean it, you know it doesn't have to be like some sort of fantasy or like Madden franchise kind of move although if you have something like that too you know i mean the nfl trade deadline is not us, but, but like, if I say, are there any moves that you would love to see the chiefs make organizationally on the roster, coaching staff, whatever, like, is there anything you would, that, that comes to mind that you would do there? Or are you like, no, they're young and we knew there'd be growing pains. And this is what we're watching. The only
0: spot I can really think of is wide receiver. And I see John F uh, I'm glad you and I agree here. I would take a look at Odell Beckham jr. I I would take a good, hard look at at Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know if he'd want to come to Kansas City. I feel like he's down to the Rams and maybe Buffalo. But I really think that he could be a difference maker. I understand the past injuries. But man, when he is on the field, he is so talented. He gets separation. He's a guy who you can throw the ball to down the field. He can go up and get it. He can do a little bit of everything. I mean, I've always been a massive Odell Beckham Jr. fan. I, I just, I always just think he, I, some of the off the field stuff, some of the, you know, the him kicking the kicking net. When Tom Brady does it, it's passion. When he does it, it's considered a, a nuisance. It's like, no, that guy wants to win. Odell Beckham Jr. wants to win. How often did you hear him be a nuisance when he's on the Rams when they're in the playoffs winning? You didn't, because that's what he wants. That's what he cares about. He didn't yeah. care if he was the number one wide receiver. All he wanted to do was win, and they won. So I think Odell Beckham Jr. to be a, a very fine player to have defensively. As much as I was wanting to see, you know, a veteran edge come in here, Dunlap has been that guy. Yeah. I don't know what's a number eight, which makes him look way faster because number eight on an edge guy just makes you look like you are, you know, the fastest guy out there. But <laughs> he's been really solid. Frank Clark's been fine, right? Better than the, pa- the past year. George Karloff, just while he hasn't had a sack, has been a big impact player. Chris Jones has been great, you know, linebacker. Darius Harris filled in admirably for Willie Gay Jr. So no issues there. Nick Bolton's been incredible. I don't know how many linebackers make that play on fourth and one on Jonathan Taylor. That was just a phenomenal play by Nick Bolton. Yeah. Secondary, I'm I'm comfy with, man. I Jalen Watson has impressed me. And once Trent McDuffie comes back, Fitton's going to be going to the bench, in my opinion. I sure hope that's the case. I hope they don't take any playing time away from Watson because Watson has earned that spot at this point. I would love to see, a if you're doing three cornerbacks, you know, McDuffie with Williams and LeJarrius Snead, who's been that kind of do-it-all type of player, getting after the quarterback, letting him be, not Tyron Matthew, but that kind of rover occasionally, let him really be a game-changer out there. There's not necessarily a player I'm sitting here going, the Chiefs need to sign up until, or going into this Colts week. Wouldn't we all say it was Chiefs, Bills on another level than any other team? I don't want to let one week in the NFL just completely blow up our viewpoint. I don't want to let that one week, as bad as it was, all of a sudden make us seem, yeah, the Chiefs now have a lot of issues. Yeah, They missed throws. Seven points left on the board, at least because of special teams. I I mean, I know it's what if, what if, what if, but I don't think those are situations that carry over for the rest of the season.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not really into player acquisitions at this point. I think if there were moves that I would make what i'd love I would love to see Ronald Jones activated to address this team's short yardage woes um in a hurry. We talked a little bit about this on the post game show, but i it's almost embarrassing watching the Chiefs try to do any sort of goal line run at this point or short yardage run I mean unless they're going to Burton, but you don't have they don't have the belldozer in there there's no one like there's no one like just giving a great run behind the behind the interior. Um, in any sort of straightforward manner right i mean it's it's always got to come with some bells and whistles because there's just no there's just no rojo like presence given that they're playing the bucks it makes sense to me to activate ronald jones find a spot on him find a spot for him on the roster and say hey go to work against your old team and let's see what you look like when you're hyper motivated to show that you don't that that you don't want to go back to the practice squad i mean like that makes perfect sense to me. At the same time, the other move I think I'd like to see, i people are going to hate this. I think I would like to see Sky Moore put back there for more punt returns, um, which I know he like totally screwed the team on those first two. But he had a nice return in the second half. The team went back to him in the first place. And I just think he has to learn the hard lesson of having a very short memory in the NFL. Every player has to learn it. Uh, if you can put those mistakes behind him, you know, remember Juju Smith-Schuster fumbled the ball twice in the first game, right? Uh, you know, you could have got his head down about it. Now we're talking about him being on pace for 1,008 yards. So, yeah, I in some ways I want to see Sky Moore get more ops, and that includes more return ops and offensive ops. Um, and I want to see Rojo activated. That That's what I would want to see.
0: I like your Rojo point, and I think probably Isaiah Pacheco would be the easy one. Personally, I think Isaiah Pacheco would be the easy one to move to practice squad. He's not getting a lot of playing time, and when he has, it has not impressed me. I don't think after his performance, uh, kick returning, that he's enthused me very much. A lot of poor decisions there. I'm with you with Sky Moore to an extent. I like the fact they put him back out there. You don't want to kill a young rookie's confidence that quickly. But he looked scared. And until he gets more comfortable back there, I don't know if it's practice time. I don't know if it's going to, you know, week to week basis. I, I don't know if you can trust him back there because even the next play, the next kick, you know, punt return, he didn't look comfortable back there. Uh, I don't know what you use, and you could also make the case that Hardman struggled his rookie season with fumbles, with punt returns. I mean, he did. Hardman really struggled back there his yeah. rookie season in the return game. I, I like the idea of seeing Sky more and more. I I just don't know if there's a reason behind why we haven't. I know, I know a lot of other teams will play rookie wide receivers early now. I know it's, it used to be kind of taboo to play a lot of rookies early. But wide receivers, they're putting up, putting up numbers as a rookie. And Adam Best and I talked about it. I think Sky Moore could eventually be a Deontay Johnson type of player. You know, a very good route runner, intermediate route, can do a little bit of everything. they have the same size. Uh, the measurables actually slightly go to Sky Moore. I, I think Sky Moore and Deontay Johnson could be a good comp just comparatively. And I would love to see him turning Deontay, because I think Deontay is very underrated. Yeah, But uh, there has to be a reason we're not seeing Sky Moore m- more often considering what has happened so far at the wide receiver position.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, um, I don't disagree with you there. That, that's a hearty projection. Uh, you know, obviously Sky hasn't even gotten like, you know, any real NFL offensive reps at all. So if he becomes Deontay Johnson, that would be, you know, really incredible there. Before we move on, because, because you know, the Chiefs are now, um, you know, preparing for week four. I want to get there with some of the time that we have left. But i just curious if you have any remaining thoughts about the Colts game and things that need to be addressed that we haven't talked about or cleaned up as part of this mess. Burn the tape. Burn, burn the tape. He says, "Burn the tape." Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of inclined to agree. I, I, th- I think, uh, I think their opponent was a little better than people realize. I think the mistakes could never be made again in that craziness of an order, and and just, I mean, it, was, it just got laughable at some point, especially with the special teams era You're like, how, how, how many different people can make destructive decisions related to special teams? I, I just don't get it at all. So yeah, that's. That's what that is. Uh we're not done, or we're not uh we're not alone in that, by the way. Alan DeYoung says, put Hartman back there or let the ball go into the end zone, please. If Hardman's healthy, I would love Hardman back there. Would you like he's experienced, he like he's he's got years at this, he's got the speed to do it. You know, I'd love to see that happen. Yeah, maybe some more people in the comments will even say if they would like Hardman back there. He's got to be the best player on the roster at this point to put back there.
0: Yeah, but I, I think the heel issue has to be the main problem here, right? I, I would assume, because we saw with Tyreek Hill, just NFL in general, foot injuries, ankle injuries, heel injuries. It's it's They're lingering. I'm not saying he's Sammy Watkins, but there's a reason why if you are a, I could call them like thoroughbreds, right, racehorses. If there's anything wrong, they can't go. They're not 100%. Hardman seems, I'm not saying he's not, he wouldn't try and fight through that injury like, like Watkins typically, at least from what we've seen d- does not try and fight through it. But when you're not hundred percent and you are a speed guy that alters you so much. If you are a, you know, defensive to tackle or this, that, and the other, you know, if you're a blocking guy, it's going to hurt, but it probably won't affect you as much as you're trying to outrun a guy Yeah, and you can't push off. Good luck.
2: Yeah. Uh, we have some people who agree with us, at least it makes me feel better. Jalen Butler says, oh yeah, I can get behind Hardman at punt returner and more at wide receiver, uh, which is also what John F. says. I prefer Hardman. I love Sky Moore as a wide receiver. As a punt returner, not so much. Uh, yeah, that totally makes sense. I, it's hard to throw. I think it's hard to throw rookies into those specialist roles. By the way, someone mentioned Byron Pringle, said, hey, I always like Byron Pringle as a returner. Sad news today, Pringle went on injured reserve for the Chicago Bears. But Pringle has two catches for 33 yards in just over two games with the Bears. The Bears are using Pringle less than the Chiefs ever did, which, given that wide receiver core, is a little crazy. Uh, let's move forward. Sterling, let's talk about week four. The Chiefs are favored by two and a half on the road, heading into a hurricane. Does that sound accurate to you? Uh I'm
0: surprised. I, I'm surprised the Chiefs are two and a half favorites on the road. Uh, the game, if the hurricane is supposed to hit there, it could be moved to Minnesota because Minnesota uh, and the Saints, if I'm not mistaken, are playing overseas in London, right? So that allows uh, the Chiefs to potentially play uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers up in Minnesota. So the game would hopefully go on as planned. Uh, and maybe there's some of that thrown in there. So it would be a more of a neutral site. So that's why the Chiefs are favored by two and a half. Because going to Tampa Bay, I don't know if this last week why you would think the Chiefs should be two-and-a-half-point favorites. The Buccaneers didn't look good, but the Buccaneers are actually getting healthier playing Kansas City. Uh, Julio Jones should be back. Mike Evans will be back. Uh, they will no longer have Russell Gage as their wide receiver one. So, you, you know, I'm, I'm fairly surprised that the Chiefs are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road.
2: Do we know if Chris Godwin – is Chris Godwin playing – or, or healthy yet. i have to admit i'm not i'm not even quite sure about that one uh or not caught up there but you were mentioning some of those others it's like man that could be a really loaded wide receiver core coming back with with julio as a part of that as well what is your prediction for this week are you comfortable already giving your prediction or do you need to see how like weather shakes out injury reports whatever mm, I, I think either
0: way I'm going to go with Kansas City just based on what I've seen from Tampa Bay so far. I went into the Colts week saying the Chiefs are, you know, the second best team in the NFL behind the Bills. Uh, I I don't want to be overreactionary and all of a sudden now say, well, after that one horrendous performance, which I've outlined, I I feel like pretty well saying there's a lot of outliers in that game that I don't think continue or transfer over going forward. I'm going to go with the Chiefs, but I, th- I think both teams could get right offensively. I think the Chiefs' defense is a legitimate asset now. I think the Chiefs' defense is is outstanding. But I do think after watching the Buccaneers all season long, getting some receivers back, even if Godwin's not in, so I don't think he's playing uh, with Mike Evans and Julio Jones, that allows separation. Uh, the offensive line for the Buccaneers is not outstanding by any means. They've struggled, but Tom Brady gets the ball out quick. If he can yeah. get the ball out quick to Mike Evans. Uh, you know, when Julio Jones, big body receivers, or uh, who are going to go up against uh, some youth in the Chiefs secondary, you know, that, that that's obviously an advantage for Tampa Bay. I'm going with Kansas City, but uh, I think this could be a, a high-scoring affair.
2: Hmm. Uh, John F. says, I think the Chiefs played two bad games in a row. We beat the Chargers, but we were at home, and we were pretty lucky too. I don't disagree with that. And, you know, when I was thinking about the schedule early on, I thought maybe – that this would be the actual like first real loss. Um, and I know that. Yeah. By the
0: way, according to the uh, preseason prediction show, you and I did remember that one. I do. Be- before the, the whole season started. Who had the Colts
2: beaten the Chiefs? Are you happy that the Colts beat the Chiefs? No, I'm not happy beating beat the Chiefs. But no, now I'm, I'm starting to think I'm
0: like no, domus over no, here. No, no,
2: Look at the smile on your face. I know. I see it. I see it. Which you've been a hater for a long time. Of several people within the organization, including. Well,
0: it makes me feel. No, the only re- redeeming quality is because I got called. Uh, what did I get called? I lost all credibility when I picked that game of the preseason. I get it. I'm not happy about it, but it happened.
2: No, you're right. You called it, you called it, and you deserve credit, even if it's credit for something that none of us really wanted to see uh, happen. Uh, you know, like, I, I worry about a quarterback so smart as, as Tom Brady. Uh, I mean, you know, like, like, the IQ there is through the root. It's like when it's like when Peyton Manning was playing. Like there's there's so few guys who are that cerebral at the game that that being able to pick out the mismatches, being able to to fool, fool young, inexperienced players is just so automatic. I mean, it's it takes it takes no like major chess move. It's it's you know, it's almost like someone playing chess and checkers. And so I think that like this is the kind of game where not having Tyron Matthew who is his own cerebral leader in the secondary that could really take effect in a game like this where you're missing a lot of that experience. So,
0: I like having a guy who can tackle though. That makes me excited.
2: I knew you're going to do that. I knew that. You know, Sterling, not everyone has to be so negative all the time. If you no, I'm kidding. Hey, by the way, if you uh if you thought Chiefs social media or Twitter was kind of uh insane lately it just occurred i went back i was just looking at what we were doing last year and it was like we're still a month away from the point of the year where where tyron turned on the fans and said like called him a toxic fan base (laughs) i'm like man we still have a whole month to go before we're even that sad again so uh yeah we're not we're not doing so bad at this point right now right now
1: oh
0: by the way cole beasley looked like he still a little something left in the tank He, he was Getting the ball a decent amount from Tom Brady that game again. Again, that receiving core they had about nothing against the Packers. It was Russell Gage, um, Cole Beasley, Leonard Fournette. I mean, like it was like they're basically wide receiver three at that point. Scotty Miller, if he was still playing that game, uh, they'll have a big boost. And Cole Beasley will be going up against CB4, yeah, you know, CB3 the majority yeah. of the game.
2: So, no, Cole Cole provides a nice booster shot. For any team that was sick, uh, you know, I, I I get it. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. I, I think Cole Beasley's an idiot. By the way, uh, hey, we have a chat with a cape and leotards on from TPT Chiefs Football Podcast. Thanks, by the way. Three games, three touchdowns for Tampa Bay so far. Uh, injured team right now. Got KC. Tampa's O-line does not look good. Totally true. I think Julio back, it would help them, but I still got KC. I think you're totally right. I think the betters know KC is still the more lethal team with the young defense that's learning. That's why they're favorites on the road. Um, So I, I think you're right. Maybe I shouldn't overthink this myself and should go with my own favorite team, although I did officially submit a Tampa Bay win prediction on our staff predictions that will come out later on this week. Any other thoughts on the Bucks before we get to our weekly must list? Sterling?
0: Uh, Again, I I think this is a get-right game for both offenses. I think the Chiefs' defense is more legit uh, than we would have thought by week three, week four going into the season. We thought the youth was going to take time for them to gel. They've looked good, and I think this defense is legitimate for Kansas City and is going to continue. But I do think the receivers coming back for Tampa Bay will help Tom Brady. But I think the Chiefs, they're going to have something to prove. They've had two bad offensive weeks in a row. I think week one against the Cardinals is more what, what they are I'm not saying they're going to put up 40 points a, a game or 40 points against the Buccaneers, but I think that's more who they are as a team. I'm hoping the offensive line gels and gets it together. I, I believe this is going to be a, again, a get right game for the Kansas city chiefs offensively. Yeah. They're secondary of the Buccaneers. I, I there's nothing to write home about. So if this is a chiefs wide receiver, you know, Juju, MVS, McColl, just Watson, Sky Moore, whoever, whoever it is, this could be a a good game for them to take advantage of what is the weakest part of the Buccaneers' defense.
2: Yeah, I I don't disagree with you there. I think a lot of our uh, commenters agree with you too. Um, by the way, uh, I I love that uh, I love that Jeremy Cochran says Beasley's going to jab us on Sunday. I'm just all for any kind of jokes like that. Angry Angry German says Fournette is fighting a hammy. I'm going to let that inform. I'm going to go first here. Um, Let's bring Richard in. Richard, are you there? Knock, knock. Uh, What's up? Our man. Um, So, folks, every week we do a thing called the must list where we all just make a recommendation for the week. Uh, It's something we like to watch, something we like to read, something we like to listen to. I'm going to throw a total curveball here. I'm going to start just because I saw this great chat where he said he's fighting a hammy, and I'm going to let that be my must list. I'm going to recommend – the Denny's moons over my hammy, uh, dish as my, it's, I know it's not a book. I know it's not as, I know it's not an album and I know it's not a TV show, but I recommend it all the same. If you've ever been to a Denny's, there's nothing more fun than closing the menu, looking at the waitress or waiter and saying, I'll have moons over my hammy and then laughing hysterically. Plus it's delicious. So, yeah, if you can order a
1: pun, a good one at that, I get it every time. That's what I've got. Matt Connor, can I ask a quick question? How drunk are you when you're, when you're at this Denny's? Because that's the <laughs> only time I ever go to a Denny's and order a Moon's Over My Hammy. But I'm with you. That's a, big I a good sandwich. It's a good sandwich.
2: I secretly have a plate of it right next to me right now. I'm just too embarrassed to eat it on air.
0: I like I like in the chat. Someone goes, we need a someone to strike a symbol before Richard appears. I can go downstairs, in my base, and bring up a China symbol for next uh, yes. next one. I got I got a China symbol down there. I'll just we'll just will just jam out.
2: I love it. I love it. John F says, I always ask the Denny's waitresses, Miss, do you have tenderloins? Oh man, we are we are encouraging. We are encouraging. Um, Matt, what have you done? I know. I've ruined it. It's yeah. Uh, Let's talk
1: must list. Richard, what is your must list entry for the week? So Chicago for me, it is officially fall. It's about mid fifties right now. So that's cold for me. And because it's fall, we're going to recommend over the garden wall. That's a, a cartoon from 2014. It premiered on Cartoon Network. You can find it on a, on HBO Max, I'm pretty sure. Um, but it's really great. It's a fall cartoon. It's about two brothers, one voiced by Elijah Wood, the other one voiced by some kid. And uh, they're lost in the forest and they're being hunted by some sort of beast. It's perfect. It's great. The animation's beautiful. The music is beautiful too. That's actually half of my recommendation. I wanted to recommend the album as well. Did I- I switched cameras. I hope I did. It didn't. I also switched cameras there, but uh, the album is great. It's a, it's all turn of the century, folk music, jazz music, and uh, blues. So really cool shit. Is it a
2: movie or like a series?
1: You could, you could treat it as a movie. Cause it's, it's an 11 minute, like each episode cartoon. It's about 10 episodes. So what? Two hours long perfect how many
0: shrooms do you take to make that enjoyable because it sounds like at you all. and at Connor are just eating shrooms or getting just hammered and going to denny's getting that
2: we're getting hammered
0: for my hammies to go and then do it watching some cartoon i i am befuddled by you fellas
1: dude you down you down connor let's go i'm in
2: i'm in i'm already in all right sterling what's your must list for the week
0: I thought I was going to have the most nerdy thing out here, but apparently no, not. I'm going with Images and Words, the album by Dream Theater, which somehow is now the coolest thing that all three of us just said, which Dream Theater has never once been the least nerdy thing in a conversation. Uh, but Pull Me Under, Another Day, Take the Time, Surround. I mean, that album was just incredible. Um, I Over here, I don't – that tiny little one, that's Drumhead signed by Mike Portnoy. I got to meet him when he had his little blue – Soul patch. Oh yeah, there you go. right there. Little, little thumb right there. So yeah, I got a chance to meet Mike Portnoy this is my favorite album by Dream theater. you know, great band. Never yeah. got the credit they deserve.
2: By the way, why do you have a bunch of dishes on your wall back there? What are like <laughs> what are those? Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Folks <laughs> uh, folks you've been listening to the Arrowhead Addicts podcast. Uh, my name is Matt Connor. I'm with Sterling Holmes. The better have here, the better third overall. However, producer Richard, you don't even put your last name on there, Richard. It's like you're just Madonna or Devo or I don't know whoever else. Anyway, hey, look. As always, we appreciate all of you listening in. Uh, it's always fun to chat. It's always fun to hear what you guys have to say. Um, we love hanging out in the Discord and all that. Stay tuned for tomorrow, Adam Best. We'll be here with Sterling once again on Thursday. Matt Verderam with Patrick Allen. And then Matt will be back for Film Fridays as well. We've got all kinds of content every day of the week coming to you. We'll keep that going with much more to come here on the Aerothatic Podcast. Go, Chiefs.